1: Into footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game 1037. Lafayette 1041. Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706 7060111 706-0111. We won't have a lot of time for phone calls today, but man, I uh I may need some. I um uh, well, first of all, let's start off with something where math works in my favor. Because real shortly, we're going to be discussing a situation where math does not work in my favor, I'm afraid, and it's going to be just um, crushing, potentially devastating where math doesn't work in our way. But one way that it worked, you know, those of you who listen to the show or hear me talk on or off the air, you know that I – one of the things that I do not like is the t- when the team I'm rooting for in baseball scores too many runs and or gets too many hits. If you score a lot of runs and it doesn't require a lot of hits, then I'm a, I'm good with that. What I'm not good with is like, you know, when you get like 19 hits, it's just, that's just not good at all. And you score too many runs, it's just not good. Because normally what happens is the next day, the pipe, the piper must be paid. It, it's gonna, it may not, it doesn't always happen the next day, but at some point in the very near future, the piper must be paid. I mean, that's just fact. Um, but it also works the other way. We don't hardly ever talk about this side of it. At times, we talk about it as a team, and I always use the example of when the Astros made the World Series for the first time in in 05 they started out awful and there was a series in Atlanta where they got their faces totally crushed and I remember thinking at the time this is the best thing for them I mean I don't remember the exact scores but the Braves beat them like 14 to 2 or something. and the other game was I don't know I'm again this was a long time ago but The other game was like, I don't know, 10 to 1. It was just they got completely crushed uh, by the Braves. And I remember thinking this is the best thing that could happen to them because when you hit rock bottom, the only way to do is to bounce up. And then they ended up going on this incredible tear and, and, and going to the World Series for the first time ever. When Jake Odorizzi pitched, and again, I don't think he really pitched that bad. But it just didn't work out. And he didn't get out of the first. He went two-thirds of an inning. What did he give up? Five or six runs in two-thirds of an inning. Uh, I think that was last Wednesday. I remember thinking, I feel good about this next out. He'll pitch better the next out. Because when you you do – again, if he'd have scored – if he'd have, if he'd have pitched three or four innings and given up four or five runs, he still would have technically got lit, but it wouldn't have been so bad that he, you know it was going to really propel him. I really think pitching that poorly really propelled him, and uh, I, I felt good about him pitching well good last night, and, and he did. Of course, the only run they give up is what? A home run to Adoles Garcia. I mean, that guy's unbelievable. He's now hit eight home runs against the Astros in the last two years. Adoles Garcia. Cannot get that guy out. But anyway, um, no, he pitched great. So, again, it's a two-way thing. And I think we discussed the – what what kind of principle is that, Hannah?
2: Reflective.
1: Reflective.
2: Or reflexive sometimes, sometimes. It works both ways. Yes.
1: In other words, sometimes the Piper being paid kind of works in reverse and it helps you. Mm-hmm. And it did for the Astros last night. And I needed that. Okay. I didn't need to I, 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 like I said yesterday, I wanted to avoid the sweep early in the right.
2: series. That's all you wanted to do. Avoid the sweep.
1: And your man won again last night.
2: They did, eight to four. And they <laughs>
1: crushed a the little raise. <laughs> man. What is your little record? It's pretty good.
2: It's, uh, I think it's 11 and 6, right? We're at Man. 16 games, 17 games?
1: Like, right, I think the you know, Blue Jays had an exciting comeback victory over the Red Sox, so I think they got the best record in the league. Y'all are probably second.
2: Um, I think we're tied second right now. Let me double check. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: early, but you might as well have fun and enjoy it while you can.
2: Right. Yeah, we are tied in, uh, actually tied in third. No, tied in second. Makes no sense. You're eleven and six? Yes, we were eleven and six. So were the Yankees. And then the Angels right behind us at eleven and seven. And right above us is the Blue Jays at twelve and six. Yeah,
1: the Blue Jays are they're off to a good start. We got to play them again this weekend. Played them much better than I thought we would inning to inning last weekend, but only won one of the games. So we'll see what happens this coming weekend. Um so that's the good side of math. Then there's the other side of math. <laughs> I decided to do this. I, I don't know why I hadn't done this yet with all the ups. By the way, we're down to one day. Yes. The number's one. 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 And I've always kind of been on the side of um, Three Dog Night, but today I, I'm really questioning Three Dog Night's logic because one is good to me today. It's not the loneliest number, it's, it's, it's pretty good right now I, I like the fact that it's only one because I can't take much more of this but I um and I think I've done pretty well
2: you have done exceptionally better. well I'm very proud of you this week I've done, done
1: a little better I've tried to mind over matter it as good you know I, I've actually done a little better than I thought I was going to do about two or three weeks ago so we're down to one
2: one hour not one day nine hours 51 minutes and two seconds. Oh man, it's
1: just unbelievable. <laughs> but I, I've, I, I should have done this earlier. Although maybe it's better that I didn't. By the way, the games hot, hotline is seven zero six zero one one one. If you have any therapy, or it, you know, any therapy suggestions for me, because it, it, it's going to be rough. But I, I, I actually did the math based on my calcul, you know, my perception of of, of what's going on here. The Saints currently have the 16th and 19th picks in the first round. I counted picks that I would be comfortable with, not from a position need, but do I think they're top 20 picks? Like, they wouldn't be a reach. They would be, okay, yeah, you might say, well, they didn't need that position. Like, let's say they pick Lloyd, the linebacker. You might argue... They didn't need a linebacker. Why did they pick one? But but I I don't know that anybody would say. Well, that guy Lloyd's a, is a donkey. He's not really a top twenty talent because I think he is a top twenty. I'm not talking about need. I'm talking about is the guy a top twenty talent? I um I counted eighteen. Eighteen. I don't I don't think there are twenty. I don't think there are twenty top 20 talent players in this draft. I think there's 18. Now, different teams might think differently. The one guy that is kind of maybe be the 19th for me, and the only reason I'm not I didn't include him is because the Saints really aren't going to pick that position, I don't think. And that's the guard uh Zion Johnson. Who he might be a top 20 pick, but he plays guard and I was a little, uh, should I put him in that group or not? I don't know. So I ended up not putting him. So if you want to argue, no, you think, I think there's 19. Here's the problem. If I'm right on 18, the Saints pick 19th. That happens to me in fantasy all the time. Like, I'll I'll dry, I'll pick the seventh pick, and, and there's only like six great players. And then I got to get the first not great player. That happens to me all the time. But anyway, um... Now, the only way that this gets solved or remedied is if there's some idiots out there that pick a quarterback because there's not a quarterback in the top 50 talent-wise. But because they're a quarterback and there's so many QWs in this country, they might get picked. I think think if no one trades up for a quarterback, because I – The longer this goes, the more I'm convinced that these teams are not that stupid. They're not going to pick a quarterback in the top 10 or 12 or 15. Now, someone might trade up to get one. That, I believe, is possible. If that does not happen, what in the Here's the problem. If that does not happen, I think it's entirely possible that, and, and Joey's been basically hinting lead me in this direction. I think it's entirely possible when it's the Saints turn to pick, none of the wide receivers or tackles they want will be there. I think it's entirely possible. So what in the world, and here's my worst fear, if they don't trade up or back, and I don't want them to trade up, but if they don't trade up or back and I'm right about only 18, then when they get to 19, they might feel like, why not? Why not? Do we have a plan for Friday morning yet if this goes wrong? Because we need to come up with one.
2: Well, it is the intern Becca's last day on Friday. So my plan already was to see about her, I, me giving her some money and her getting us some donuts. To get some sugar. Because that made you better last time I gave you a donut. Cinnamon rolls. Can we
1: do cinnamon rolls?
2: Maybe. I love I cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls.
1: I, I, I'm gonna need comfort food galore.
2: Okay, if I can get if I have the ingredients, gonna get all the ingredients for it. I'll make some. I, food, I, I, I'm
1: please. really, I'm really worried about this. All right, let's go to the game hotline before we take a a timeout.
3: Perfect segue. that leads into my call, Hannah. Who is gonna be your co-host Friday? Because I don't see him showing up uh, <laughs> when, when the Saints, when the Saints either dr- move up or pick a quarterback at the, at the in the first round. Because it, I. I Another bozo, like you call him, Kevin, just gave his final mock draft on ESPN, and he got the Saints taking a quarterback guy. I'm sorry.
1: Again, the, the 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 way that I'm, if I'm right about this, and there are 18 top 20 players. I don't think there are 20 top 20 players in this draft. I think there are 18, and if there's really 18, and the Saints look at it like I do, which may not be the case, I understand that. Um, then. At 19, what in the world are they going to do? I'm worried they're going to say, you know what? We weren't going to do this, but we might as well. Oh, the, oh man, it would be so depressing.
3: <laughs> so even, will a cinnamon roll help you Friday morning?
1: Well, it can't hurt. That's the way I look at it.
3: <laughs> I, I for it. The, only thing, the only person I think is a bigger bozo than, than them making that pick is is a is a Mets fan who just told me the Mets have a 95% chance of winning the division on April 27th because they're four games ahead of the Braves.
1: It is unbelievable Troy how many people nationally have the Mets in the World Series right now. Now maybe they're seeing something that I'm not. I mean, they're off to a good start. I mean, they're doing pretty good. I, I, it's you know, I'm not saying they have. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's amazing how many of them are convinced on the national level that the Mets are going to the World Series.
3: For it, it's April 27th. We have been going through this for the past ten years with the Mets. They get off to a great start in April and they finish the year 20 games behind the Braves because. <laughs> Either they break down I, or everything. I mean, yeah. are they used to that? The Grom, the Grom even gave him a little heads up. I'm gonna do it earlier this year.
0: Yeah,
1: the
3: Grom ain't gonna. It won't pitch much this year. I, I, I well, I don't that. know. I
1: thought but, they got but, some good news on him yesterday,
3: didn't they? So the, they went a whole offseason with good news, and then he can't start the season. I mean, what good news? That his is, elbows doing better till he, till he throws his first pitch.
1: I picked him third, but they, all these people nationally got him going to the world, going to the World Series.
3: But I don't blame them though. For it. if I was a Mets fan, I'd be happy in April too. That's the only time they can be happy. So just let them be happy. I I, I don't I don't be happy that Troy. Be I I, I might need
1: you to bring me some banana split ice cream Friday morning too.
3: <laughs> hey, if they pick a quarterback, I'll be so happy this boy see you. We'll condition you in. I'll bring you anything you want.
1: Banana split ice cream with cinnamon rolls that might help.
3: I got you. If they, if they pick a quarterback, I'll I don't, I don't know how, how I'll stop laughing when it happens. But then I'll bring you nana split and cinnamon roll Friday morning. Okay. I'll deliver it to you and let Hannah give it
1: to you. Okay. Thanks, Troy. All right. All right. I, uh, I don't I don't like the math here. Me and math have always had trouble, actually since <laughs> my freshman year in high school when they started putting letters in.
2: Yeah, why do you had to do that? Why do you have to put letters why in math?
1: Letters with numbers like cats and dogs <laughs> living together. It's
2: crazy. I have it's a cat and a dog. My cat and all look, live great together. Oh. I mean, they fight all the time, but they, like, play fight. It's funny when the cat like gets <sighs> one over the dog because the, the cat's actually smaller than the dog, but she has claws, so it's like, ha you're stuck.
1: <laughs> I'm in trouble. All right, let's take a timeout. Maybe G- Gerald is one of my best therapist options, and so we're going to – I figured we need that. So we'll uh, take a timeout. See if Gerald can help, because these numbers are not adding up to me. Idiots needed. Please show up. We'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 27th, 1983, Houston Astros pitcher Nolan Ryan strikes out Montreal Expos pinch hitter Brad Mills. The strikeout gives Ryan the 3,509th strikeout of his career, passing Walter Johnson for the most all-time. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to tell you about Astros weekend getaway, May the 21st. Astros will be playing the Rangers. If you would like to potentially win four tickets to that game, a ballpark tour, hotel accommodations that Saturday night, You need to go to the website and register at the Game Clubhouse. You might win Astro Weekend Getaway, May the 21st. Brought to you by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston, downtown, and the Game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we have with us Mr. Gerald Broussard, slash therapist, slash humanitarian. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well. And look, we're pals, but I I I need to start charging you for some of this,
1: huh? <laughs> well, you know, I almost said that, but I said, you know, I better not put that idea in his head because he might take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: and, and and look, I you know, I often tease about the people who know you best, and we keep coming around you. It. It's it's if nothing else, it's entertaining to us. I believe.
1: All right, before we get to this math, that once again, this is becoming a theme. Me and math are not getting along very well. I'm trying to change the principles of math, and it's just not working. Uh, you are currently, you're going to have something kind of distracting you tomorrow, not that you're obsessed as obsessed with this draft as I am. That's way more important than all this. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, we've got a group of us, Kevin. appreciate you letting us talk about it. We're going to have an event over at Blackham Coliseum uh, called F5, benefiting people with ALS, and, and we're raising some money for the Team Gleason Foundation over at Blackham. And uh, we've got 45 cook teams in there, and we're going to have a variety of dishes. The Five Fs are Fin, Feather, Fur, Food, Festival, and and, and so we we are uh, we're on television this morning promoting it, and we 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 were hoping to have it, but sell about 400 tickets. We've sold at this point over 1,200. Wow. Uh, we we're hoping to have about 20 teams. We've got 45 teams. Uh, it's it's blowing up. And and uh, we've talked about my friend Dale Clark often, you and I have. And Dale was diagnosed a little over a year ago with ALS, uh, came up. He said, look, I just want to do something and get together. And a bunch of his pals, we all got together and, and tried and put a group together with Papa Joe Bernard, who had done the Fin Feather Fur before. And, and we're doing it, and, and all money goes through Team Gleason, and, and to, to be involved, all you got to do is go to Team backslash F5. You can get tickets there, or you can just make a donation there. You can get tickets at the door. Just walk up to Blackham from four to eight tomorrow. Come by and see us, and, and it's just it's samples. Like I said, it's 45 dishes uh, from from you know fish to shrimp to to. Uh, Corn and crab bits, uh with the crab in there being the fin part of it. We've got tongue tacos. We've got the coon stew. We had uh, this morning. We had the fried alligator legs. Kevin, let me tell you, if you hadn't had it, oh my goodness, is that good?
1: Man, but, I can yeah, imagine.
4: I'll be, I'll be, I'll be feasting while you're stressing.
1: So, in other words, this is a great deal. You get to go to Blackham, which is always cool for us old people. And, and, then, and then you get to eat food, and you get to help a great cause.
4: Really do. And, and it's all for the reason Team Gleason as opposed to another ALS. And, look, anybody who's trying to fight this thing, we, we appreciate. But Team Gleason uh, gives to people who are living with ALS. Uh, you know, we know the limitation. We know Orlando Thomas, you know, uh, passed from it. But a lot of people in the Acadiana are fighting it right now, but but you become, your body kind of deteriorates a little bit as you go through, so there are a lot of needs and that's what Team Gleason helps you with and, and there are people in the Acadiana that know about this, that are coming. If anybody else does not, it's, it's just hearing about this. We we like them to come. If, if you are living with ALS, you and your caretaker, come see us at the door. You'd be our guest to come in and, and, and share in it. We've got a live all We've got a silent auction going on and we've just got a lot of events gonna be happening. So it should be a really fun evening tomorrow from four to eight.
1: All right. Um that's the humanitarian part of this show. And now comes the therapy part. Okay, I I and you tell me if you think I'm missing I'm missing something here. I went and counted uh, you know, the top thirty or forty or fifty, whatever and I only came up with 18 top 20 picks, What that if the Saints pick, I'm not talking about position, I'm just talking about 18, and the Saints pick 16 and 19. So the only way to me this can be rectified if two bozos pick a quarterback or trade up for a quarterback. Does that sound right, or you think I'm misguided here?
4: No, I think, but, but you already know that is going to happen. Somebody's going to reach. It happens every year. And most of the time it's for a quarterback. but it's not always for a quarterback. We've seen people reach, you know, for, for people in the top 10 and you're looking at and, and knowing that, 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 well, why would you do that? That guy's projected as a late one, maybe even early two, And somebody sees something in value that they're going to reach and come into the top 10 with it. They are there and whatever you consider your top, let's just say 20 for lack of a better number. And I know you don't want 20 because you're 16 and 19, but, but let's just say 15, the top 15. And you're just outside of that. I don't know who, but I promise you there's going to be at least most likely two to three of those that you consider in that top 15 that are going to be there. There always are every year there are because somebody reaches beyond what traditional people would say is, is the value of somebody because they just, they, they fall in love with them for whatever the reason. And, and whether that's good or bad, I, I've been watching a few of these draft specials on, on different shows and, you know, I don't sleep a lot. And so, you know, a lot of that stuff comes on late at night, which is cool. I like to watch it and stuff, but, but you see somebody like Warren Sapp slipping and, and back a hundred years ago and why, and we know why there were some things that came up. There's always things that come up and you end up with a player way beyond their draft status, in, 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 and that's what you call falling into your lap. Now, you've got to be smart enough to take advantage of that if that fits with you. So I'm here with you.
1: Okay, and now here's the other scary thing about the 18 number that I came up with. One of them is including Trent McDuffie, the, the cornerback from, from Washington, who I don't really think is top 18 in my mind from what I've seen and heard and read, but a a lot of people have him going in the top 15, so I'm counting him as a third cornerback behind Gardner and Stingley, but let let me ask you this. Tell me if I'm overrating this. When they say the biggest strength of a cornerback is that he's great in zone, is that a top 15 pick? No. That's what I'm saying. I don't think this guy's top 15. That's a scheme player. Yes. and, and,
4: and Yeah, and, and you can get those guys. I mean, look at some of the great zone corners. They were late-round draft choices, and, but they end up playing. And, look, everything is zoned to a certain extent and then it becomes man at a certain point. Uh, so you've got to be able to do that. But a lot of your bigger corners are, are quote-unquote, tabbed as zone corners and your smaller because of their ability to flip their hips and all that stuff. But God does that, you know. But God makes corners. We all know that. But, but man corners. And coaches make zone corners, and 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 you can you can find guys that can play a long time as a zone guy. But but don't overthink yourself. All it takes is one. You, not everybody's got to agree. All it takes is one person to see, you know, and and like, hurt feelings and stuff. But you know, Stingley is one that I think is going to be overreached for. But he's going to be reached for, you know, because of what he's shown in the past. I don't think he's been as consistent as, as he is more than capable of being. But but truth be known, he, he somebody's gonna take him because of what the film he's put out well, there. Well,
1: I agree, but I include oh. Stingley. So in my and what I'm thinking, it doesn't matter really to me as a from a Saints perspective whether Stingley goes four or goes fifteen. As long as he's gone, because that's a position I want no part of in the first round of cornerback. So sure. I I it doesn't matter to me. As long as he goes before me and he can cross off one of the eighteen, I'm just worried. You know, you know my greatest fear. If they get to 19 and the top four or five receivers they want are not there and the top three or four tackles they want are not there, what are they going to do?
4: And that's where they may play the reach. Or We've talked about it. You don't like the math of trading down, you know, but but why? If, if there's not there and you get a dance partner, you know, then, then that might be the time to dance.
1: No, you know, I, I'm all for it, trading it, it, down here. Yeah, I, I think they're going to need to do it. What I'm worried about is they're going to say, "Why not just pick Bobby Scott?" Oh, if they pick Bobby Scott at 19, oh man,
4: they're not. They're not.
1: So you're you you you're, <laughs> you're convinced that's not going to happen?
4: I I just don't see it. I I think, and look, what do I know? Other than you know, I'm trying to keep you from jumping off a building somewhere. Right. But I I just don't. I, I don't see that. I, I just think that, that that is a bit of a... It's not a year to do it, you know, because there are other things that could happen, could fall into play. There may be some other options later, uh, you know, to where you don't have to go and put yourself in a situation like that, unless somebody's just trying to make a name. And look, they could be, they being the Saints, could be someone that just falls in love with someone that's out of that deal, too. You know, I... I, I, but I the, these guys, look, I... have I've liked the way they've drafted Kev. So, you know, I i, I don't know. I, I, no, I think I'm with good, you. It's a good draft to be sitting with two picks in the middle of the first round. I just think it's I, a really I, just good hope, draft.
1: I just hope we're not one number too late. But anyway, all right. So, one more thing I want to get to, and we'll take a time out, and I want to shift gears to Cajuns and the draft a little bit. This hit me this morning. I don't know why it's, it's taken so long for this stuff to hit me. The Texans picked third as of now. The Texans, on paper, the as bad as they've been, the one thing they don't need is offensive tackle, and there's all these elite offensive tackles that are you know being graded. So, but it hit me that one of the, the arguably the Texans' biggest need is guard and center. So, what is do you think this is plausible? The Texans draft Evan Neal. Who actually started his career at Alabama as a guard and play him as a guard, like for now, and then move him to tackle whenever free agency on one of those comes up and, and they still under control. Is that even plausible that high? Because it's possible that Evan Neal's the best player in this whole draft.
4: That's not only plausible, that's, I would, if anything, might say that's probable. I, I think that uh, there, there's always an opportunity. For guys, and I, as as a line guy, I always want. I hated to start a guy at the left side. I always wanted to start him at the right side, whether it been preferably right side inside, then move him to right side outside. So go from right guard to right tackle to left tackle, and if he can play left tackle, if he can't, if he doesn't develop into that, you know, body structure, whatever, you never do. Don't worry about that, but. You know, go from inside on the right side to outside on the left side, and that's where you maximize your dollar value. Uh, And and with that, though, but you want to get him on the field. That's a guy that that's the transition he made at Alabama. He went from inside right guard to right tackle, out to left tackle, and then he became what he is, and he's something. Oh, is he something? Now he he
1: could be the best player in this draft overall, correct?
4: He could be the best player in a lot of drafts.
1: That's what I'm can, saying. So no, no, I, I, we might no. be overthinking this and because I think most of us who do these mock drafts, well, they don't need a tackle. Why would they draft him that high? But but that doesn't mean they can't use him right away at guard and then move the tackle later.
4: Or vice versa. They could have a tackle that they're playing with out there that, that, you know, they're maybe not playing tackle money right now. And then all of a sudden you bring him in. And said, so, "Golly, we got to get this guy. Tight. Let's put a, that guy in there guard, and, and he can be a good guard too. The more athletic you are, you want girth, but the more athletic you are, you have an opportunity to be bigger, to be better, and bigger, and more athletic and versatile. You also, Kev, you know what that does for your depth. I mean, that that's one guy that plays all of that, right? You know? and, and 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 good, not just play good, plays it really good.
1: I might have convinced myself of that." That they're going to take Neal, like, and you, like, I think it's possible they're going to pick Neal. When I didn't really think they were gonna, but I think it's possible he's the best player in the draft, and they would have him graded higher than everyone. And their number one need is interior, which is not a good thing to need when you draft this high. But he might make that work. I,
4: I he, and look, not many times can you say that about that kind of guy that that can do all of that. And you can get him. You know, you don't have to reach for him. He's going to fall to you. And I know, fall at three. There's a reason you're at three. But and I'm after what happened with Dave Cully over there. I'm not not a big fan of those. No, I understand. But but if I'm there, there's no way that guy gets past three. There's no way he gets past three if I'm sitting at three.
1: I'm still not convinced the Jags aren't going to take them at one. But anyway, all right, we got to take a timeout. When we come back, I might ask you a little bit about the, the Jags situation, but I want to talk about Cajuns in the draft with you because uh, I doubt we'll talk again between now and this weekend. So we'll do that on the other side on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match for sports talk love. That is now back to the only lover you'll ever need the game. One Oh three, seven Lafayette and one Oh four, one Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: love that song. Welcome back. Before we get back to Gerald and see if he knows what fleet means, because I sure have no idea what it means, uh, I want to tell you about the Greater Acadiana Heart Walk will take place on Saturday at River Ranch. Festivities begin at 8 a.m. and the non-competitive walk begins at 9.15. For more information, visit greateracadianahartwalk.org or contact Donna Ashcraft. At Donna dot Ashcraft at heart dot org, do you know what "fleek" means? General, you're asking me? Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're like it's like you're on point.
4: Oh yeah, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> you could you could tell me it means you have a million bucks. I. I, there's no <laughs> debate on my
2: side. No <laughs> <laughs> like foot hair is always on fleet. Like it's always oh, yeah. like perfectly gel the right way.
1: All right, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, uh, all right. Cajun's in the draft. Um, M- Max Mitchell, Everyone is pretty convinced he's going to get drafted at some point. I've seen third round. I've seen fourth round. I've seen fifth round. We were just talking about movement. Do, can, do you do you? Th- You think Max could play a different position in tackle, or you think he's a tackle?
4: No, I think he's a tackle. I think he's a tackle. I think, and look, this is one of the things that you see a guy like Max. And you remember Max played as a true freshman, right? And so Max and and was not a massive true freshman. So he's not like Osiris Torrance, who came in and played as a true freshman, was you know was a massive true true freshman. You know, or even a Kevin Dotson. You know, think back to how thick Kevin was. Max had to grow into what he is now. I think that, and look, he's a really good player, and I'll say this, you know, in in hindsight, he could have really benefited from a year in the weight room. You know, just getting a, a bigger, thicker, solid, more solid foundation because he's been playing and trying to put on weight and all that stuff. But as you're playing, it's harder to do that. So, uh, but I think he is a natural tackle. He's an edge player. He's not going to play well in the thick and solid confinements of being in there with a lot of fat people sweating on each other. That just that's not his fit. Because you know, that, because that pass what, blocking is, is what, what because
1: pass blocking is what he does best.
4: Yeah, yeah, being, being athletic and, and playing out there, being in space, handling himself in space, being able to react. And, and uh, you know, offensive line, like defensive back, is reactionary. I mean, you want to initiate and, and, and be aggressive and go and stuff, but you still have to react, especially in pass protection, to the, what the defense does to you. And that's where Max shows out is his ability to react in the counter. So do you think
1: he's a red shirt? I do.
5: Yeah,
6: I do.
1: And so uh, it might, in, in other words, it, a team that needs him to be a, a, a year one starter may not pick him, but one that just likes him long term might pick him.
4: I, I don't think that you, I, I, and, and I've said this before. I said this about Michael Desimo. When Michael Desimo went as a free agent to the Jaguars, I told a GM from the Jaguars at the time, if you expect him, because they brought him in as a safety, I said, if you expect him to come in there and, and play for you in the next year, year and a half, don't take him because it's not even fair to give him a chance to learn it. And he says, no, 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 we want to groom him. We want to let him give him a chance to learn. And and then, you know, maybe next year in camp, but we want to get him with us and all this stuff. Well, he sends me a video, like, after Michael's first scrimmage, and he comes up, and Michael had came downhill and then blown somebody up and all this. He's so far ahead of what we thought. And I said, no, no, that's not what we talked about. Don't do that, because he's not going to be there. And they ended up – he didn't make the first cut, but they did bring him back for a little bit. And then they said, well, he's just not progressing as fast as we wanted him. But I kept on – that's not what we talked about. You know, give him a chance. And I think that with Max. I think that now if you need somebody to come in and step in and fill right now, I don't think it's going to be fair to ask him to do that. But I think if you have him in year two, year three, you'll be really, really glad he's there for you.
1: I was – all the whole time Percy Butler played for the Cajuns, huge fan of him. Easy kid to pull for. Uh, I don't know if he'll, uh, how good of a of a pure safety he'll be in the NFL, but I do think he can be a guy who can be a backup safety and be a special teams guy. But will that will, will a team draft him in what is considered a deep draft, not a top heavy draft, but a deep draft? Does that lead to him being drafted? You think?
4: I think he's part of what makes it a deep draft. I, I do. I think that he, he's somebody – I do think he'll be drafted. I think he showed the, the pure speed that, you know, that's hard to really show on film. But you come downhill, you make plays and all this stuff. But some people, you know, your your long speed and your ability to carry, your ability, you know, the NFL hashes are so much more narrow. Every all all the game is played in the middle of the field, really in the NFL. So, but his ability to work the whole field and to show that was really shown by by just his burst because he carries his pa- his pads well. And look, to be honest, we know this. They ain't even wearing pads anymore. I mean, you know, they're they, they're just they're in tights basically. Right. Uh, you know, but the, the helmet is the heaviest thing on their whole body, and it doesn't weigh near what, what it used to weigh. But I, I do think, you know, it's been a big fan of Percy's his ability to, to make plays and to, to, you know, he can catch too, Kev. If the ball gets out there, he will make the play. It's not like he's a guy that's going to go knock it down. He's going to catch it and make plays for you. He'll play on every special team you got, he'll be in a, in a backup role to start. And if, again, given time given system and system's going to have a big deal to do with where he is and how he fits but given system and allowing him to use his athletic ability he's a guy that's going to be hard to get off your roster if you give him a chance to be in there and play
1: most people don't i don't know that I've even seen taylon humphrey being picked but why why could tay i, I don't quite get why taylon humphrey can't be a good NFL football player because he, he seems to have the meanness and the size and that. like. What am I missing here?
4: Well, just you know, he's he's not as a true athlete, and that's what they look for. But is is there? Can he make plays in the NFL in a spot? basis. You know, I remember we had Jerron Oden. You I don't know if you remember Big O. Yes. Who played for us as a guard. Well, Big O, you know, when everybody came and looked at it, we were talking about, well, he needs to lose weight. And I said, well, but he's, he's never going to be athletic. What makes Big O good is that he weighs 370 pounds. Okay, so let's just say he loses 40 pounds and he gets down to 340. Well, now he's a non-athletic 340 guy. But for a 370-pound guy, boy, he could really move, you know, because there's not a lot of humans that size. And uh, I don't know if you remember Alabama had the big nose guard, Mount Cody. You know, and I kept saying, well, why couldn't Big O be that? Just go beat up a center because you're not going to knock him off the ball. Well, that's Big Saucy. You know, Talon is that. He doesn't get knocked off the football. He shows, you know, sporadic quickness in there, a little burst from time to time. And when he's not in a good mood, he can disrupt everything. And, and you know, he's got one of the things with him, he's had to fight some foot issues and all that stuff. And, you, you know, you've got bad feet, too. Everybody, When your feet hurt, you don't feel good, and then all of a sudden you can't do it a lot, but every now and then you just want to just slap somebody. And if it happens to be a center who's in front of the quarterback and you want to get there, too, that's fine. You know, so I think that I, I, he would be a guy that if he'd be hard to keep in camp, but if he's there at the, at the beginning of the season, he'll find ways to get in the game for you, and you'll want more out of him, but he'll give you something. Because um, there, there's just not that many people walking the face of the earth that look like that, that show flashes of his athleticism. And, and I say only the reason I say flashes, Kev, he does have the, the, the foot that he's got to continuously deal with. And, you know, so are you willing, as as a, as a Team to play somebody that, well, you know, he's going to be a free agent. He can't practice him hard, you know, because you'll you know, end up hurt, but if we can get him to the games, you know, he'll make two, three plays here. You, know, you and I go round and round about a couple of defensive linemen that wear the black and gold, Right, uh, but it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Saucer was end up on there. And then cause at some point in the fourth quarter, he's going to get in there and make a play and he will make everybody around you mad during the, Cause he's just so hard to knock off the football.
1: All righty, sir. Well, I got to tell you, I don't know how you did it, but you made me feel a little better. I, I hope uh, you end up being correct on, 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 uh, on how things are going to work out with the saints, but uh, I'm worried about this math.
4: Okay. I'll send you an invoice. And and my bill.
1: All right. Thanks, Jerry. All right,
4: pal. And good luck
1: tomorrow. Day. You too. Oh, man. Alligator legs. There's probably some things you, we could find that we would like to eat if we went there tomorrow. Yeah.
2: I like everything you talked about. <laughs> Alligator legs. Uh, Corner crab biscuits. Like, okay, can I go, can I go now? Like, can, we, can well, we eat now?
1: I don't <laughs> think you can do it tomorrow, but it might. it might not be a bad plan. Might not be a bad plan at all. You know, we could have let's just hope we don't ever have to eat that we don't have to eat the banana split ice cream and cinnamon roll but boy that'd be a nice dessert to all that good food tomorrow afternoon so I'm sure I'm sure things will work out well there let's take a timeout we'll come back finish out the first hour of footnotes on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana sports station <laughs> here
0: on footnotes you may not always exactly
1: hear what you want to hear but you will hear what you need and of course i got all these oh you're
2: an idiot
1: you know what kind of safe fan are you look i'm not telling you what i want to happen i'm telling you what's gonna happen what more than likely is going to happen Back to more of the sports
0: talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Southwest Louisiana's Louisiana's sports Sports Station. station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on. The game, 103-7 Lafayette, 104-1 one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, the Astros, who avoided the sweep yesterday, with a 5-1 win over the Rangers. We'll try to make it two in a row tonight, playing against again against the Rangers. Um, Christian Javier is starting pitcher tonight, and he's been in the bullpen. I said in the offseason, I, I, I really think he's very good. And I think if it's if it doesn't happen this year, I think it's going to happen next year where he's going to come into his own and be a really good starting pitcher in this league. So he's getting a start tonight. We'll see if this is the beginning of something big. Uh, hopefully it is, but you can hear all that action right here on, of game three of that series. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 104-1 Lake Charles. The game hotline, by the way, is 706-0111. 706-0111. Um, it's too late for this segment, but the next two segments, if you would like to get in, uh, and discuss anything on the draft, certainly feel free to do so. So we'll have again, the first and the second segment of the 10 o'clock hour, we will be able to take phone calls and and, and get some of your impressions. Yesterday we had Lewis on. We had a great conversation. I thought about the Pelicans. I, I know the Pelicans lost last night, but if I was a Pelican fan, I would not be upset about that. Really? Uh, I, I really wouldn't. All right. We're gonna try quick here. Okay. Quick.
6: All right, quick. Okay, hey, Kev. Howdy. I think I think you're I think you're fleek about being worried about the um uh, about the way the draft's gonna fall. I I'm 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 well, I'm flying to Boston, so thank God I'll be, you know, kind of not having to worry too much t- tomorrow, but man, it's I'm more convinced now. I think if they do stay put, I think the receiver we're going to end up with is going to be the, the kid from Arkansas. I think he's going to be the only, the only one left.
1: That's. I so, I, anyway. I I agree, and I think I think it's possible Joey's fears might be right, and the and the tackles will be gone. But anyway, we're at the top of the hour. If you want to call back, feel free. Next hour, but we got to go. We'll, uh Not no a problem. All right. Th- th- thanks, Ralph. No, I think I think the Pelicans don't be upset. Be calm. If you win Thursday, still got a shot. That'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome back to Footnote's Kevin Foot on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to um, ex- invite you to take part in the show. We've had a lot of interviews. You interviewed Gerald for two segments. So if you would like to, like Ralph, give your input or suggestions or Or hopefully successfully refute my math calculations because, you know, me and math don't all, you know, um, don't often uh, coexist very well. And here's another example of it. But anyway, we want to, I want to, you can watch a simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. And again, the game hotline is 706 0111. 706 0111. One, one, there's one more day. Do you even do we even like what was the first number? It seemed like the first number was about thirty when we were counting down, and now we're at one. We're finally here, and um, and now I'm getting these new revelations. And to the point I was making yesterday when Joey called, I don't th- I think very little has changed somewhere between very little to nothing has changed in the minds of these teams over the last month. It's just other than, like, if someone gets hurt, like if they get an injury report, that might change what people are thinking. Or if they get some sort of character issue, and we'll see if, like, there was some reports about a character issue with Devontae um, from from Georgia. but But I haven't... Why Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, the big defensive tackle. But but I haven't heard a lot of follow-up to that. Normally, the media jumps all over that. And there were a few reports, and it's, it's out there. But it's not like the media hasn't totally jumped on that. Maybe they'll cover that more on, when the actual draft begins tomorrow. But I wonder if that means that the word is out that, they're not, it's not really true or it's it's highly possible that it's not true or why that 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 is the case, but it's kind of t- seemingly died down a little bit and so we'll see how how that plays out but I don't think a whole lot has changed What has changed is our guessing We're trying to guess what the teams are thinking and that changes a lot. How we're guessing that they're thinking, just like didn't hit me till this morning when I was looking over this again, again for the who knows how many time that maybe the Texans will just like we, I was talking with Gerald will just take Evan Neal one because. He's very possibly on the minds on the boards I I would think of a lot of these teams as the best player, the highest graded player in this whole draft, regardless of position. And although you don't really need a tackle, maybe you could just play him at guard and then play him at tackle whenever you need him to move him at tackle. Just get the best player on your team and then figure out how he's going to help you once he's there. But, again, their number one need in the minds of a lot of people is the inter- like center guard. Well, that's not normally what you pick this high. But, again, he does have experience, so, experience playing guard at Alabama before he went to tackle. So, maybe, again, so it's us trying, if they have that thought, it's not like the Texans, let's say that's real. It's not like the Texans just came up with this. I have no idea if it's real. But if it is, it's not like the tech, this is the first time the Texans have thought about this. It's just us trying to figure out what they're thinking. That's the only thing that's changed. Nothing else has really changed. I don't believe now it might have changed from December, but it hasn't changed from since the combine. I, I don't believe. I think very little has changed since then. Once they once they had their big meetings after the combine and started figuring out what they were going to do, I, I think very little has changed at that point. We just have to try to figure it all out. All right. The Saints, assuming they keep both picks, and they better. Uh, well, I say I'm okay with back. We always say we're we're, we're good with back. Um, seem like Saints fans have been wanting them to trade back for years, and this seems like the perfect year to do it, especially – If I'm any, and they're thinking anywhere near what I'm thinking, that there's only 18 real top 20 picks in the top 20. (laughs) Which the, 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 it's funny. I laugh because it's like, you know, it reminds me, I used to go at all state meetings for years with, with Bill Bumgarner, who, who worked for the Times for Kuhn for years. And, and Bill was, you know, the old school, he probably even knows Jules, but Bill was that old school, uh, you know, like, uh, as they say now, get off my lawn type guy. Hilarious. I just love spending time with him because he's just hilarious. But anyway, I would always remind Bill, he goes, like, that guy's not an all-stater. I'm like, Bill, we have this many spots here. Like, we got to feel them all. They may not all be all-staters, they may not all be you and I's impressions of an all-stater, but we still got to, we got this many slots. We got to feel them. Like, let's say there are 18 spots. There may only be 15 All-Staters, Bill, but we got to fill all 18. And that's kind of what I'm saying here. I don't know that there really are 20 top 20 picks, but technically there would be 20. <laughs> that's funny. But I'm going to need to laugh because I might be crying. Might actually shed tears if this, if they pick a quarterback. It would be that, It would be that upsetting. I would just be crushed and demoralized. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Pussy. Howdy, sir.
7: see, first of all, I want to say I'm impressed with Hannah. You know, because her team is in first place. Yeah. I understand it's only after 10% of the season, but so what? They're in first place. That's true. I didn't think they were going to be in first place in any part of the season.
1: Oh, I think they got a lot of talent.
7: You know? So, congratulations to Hamlin. And, Footsie, I hate to – well, I don't really hate to say it, but you know what I think? I think if the Saints were picking 10th, you would only have nine good
1: players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's I, I think, funny. I
7: think it doesn't matter where the Saints were picking. If they were picking 5th, there would only be four good
1: players. But who do you disagree with that as my assessment? I don't know. I don't know. I,
7: there, There's absolutely nothing I can do about this. If they trade up, they trade up. There's nothing I can do. I, I there's Nothing. So I just go about my life doing whatever I need to do to sustain myself, my little world. Right. But you got to be ready, they, though. They're
1: going to do. You, but you got to be ready. Like, I, I, I don't like being caught blindside. Like, I was I was theoretically ready for the for the blown call in the NFC Championship game in 2018 because I had been addressing that in my mind for decades. So, like, all the other Saints fans who are still blown, I, am I mad that they made the call? Yeah, but I'm mad at the NFL. I didn't, I, you know, because I was ready for that because I had prepared for it.
7: Well, I've been listening to you for... 25 years, so I'm ready. Whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> come Friday, I'm going to be ready. You know?
1: I hope you I are.
0: Mean,
7: <laughs> I mean, poor Hannah ain't going to be ready. But, I, you know, I'm going to be ready. But I I, I I, just think, like I said, if really and seriously, if they were picking 10th, you'd say there's only nine good players. Uh, I, I just honestly believe that. I mean, you need to be worried about the Astros, bro. This ain't getting
6: the job done.
1: Oh, no, I'm not worried they, about they, them yet. It's well, not fun I, I, watching them play, that, like, not hitting like they are now, but it's it's going to come. I'm not worried about them yet. It's way too okay,
7: early. I, I, you know, if Hannah's team just runs off and wins the division, I mean, I understand it's too early to, you know, to get all fired up, but if they run off and win the division, that'd
1: really be something i tell you what, with that awful at-bat McCormick had last night, that was the first time I got really mad this year. It's like, come on, cat. This cat has thrown like four, when he threw like 30 pitches and about 17 of them are balls, and he's swinging at balls that aren't even in the batter's box. Pay attention to the game.
7: That's yeah, the first time you know I what? got
1: really mad last and you know what? night. That was stupid. And you know what, Footsie? Cox
7: now blocks when the Astros plays at the Rangers. We don't get, we don't get the game.
1: Yeah, it's pitiful.
7: Oh yeah, it's pitiful. It, it, it see, but there's nothing I can do. But, I just move on with my little life.
1: But please don't. Just please make sure the numbers add up tomorrow.
7: They're gonna, they're gonna add up some way, somehow. They're gonna add up.
1: I hope you're boy, right.
7: Boy, boy, on Friday's gonna be something.
1: <laughs> please make Friday. sure they add.
7: Up. <laughs> it don't matter if Troy Thibodeau brings brings some cinnamon rolls and ice cream because it, it just ain't gonna. It ain't gonna affect nothing. <laughs>
1: All right. Hold your breath. Hang in there.
7: Put this
1: All right. Let's go. Thanks. The man says even if we had even if we're drafting ten, I'd say there was just nine good players. No, I'm telling you, I think there are eighteen. And really, I think there are seventeen. I'm a giving this guy McDuffie the benefit of the doubt, but I don't really think he's a top twenty player. I think there's really seventeen. Let's go back to the phone line. Hello.
6: Yeah, Mr. Foot. i uh. I recall in 2017, when the Saints were drafted in 11, you made the same prediction. And I believe someone told you that, uh, that, that, that Marshawn Lattimore or somebody else of that caliber would be there at 11 when the Saints drafted.
1: And After what was three, the only reason it, that that happened? The Chiefs traded up and took a quarterback. And again, I think that's possible. But what I'm saying is that's the only. I think that's the. Only, I'm worried that that's the only thing that's going to save the Saints and, is if some team trades they, ahead of them and picks a quarterback.
6: And did they not say the same exact things about the 2017 quarterback class they're saying about this one?
1: Well, they were I wrong about that did. one. Yeah, I they believe were, they
6: did. They, they were wrong about that, was that a one. weak quarterback class, they probably there may not be a quarterback taken in the first round. And I believe somebody told you that there was going to be at least three quarterbacks taken in the first round in that draft and maybe more.
1: And it was and I think there were only three, but two of them were were very special. So I no, no yeah. question. Uh but I but yeah. Bobby Scott ain't special cat. Uh, okay,
6: I I understand where you're coming from with that. What I'm telling you is is First of all, the Saints have a 0% chance of taking a quarterback with either one of those two picks. They're not going to do that. Secondly, there are a lot of great players in this draft that aren't even listed in the first round of this draft who are going to be great football players
1: in this league.
6: I uh, agree, but that 20, don't mean
1: you pick them at 19.
6: But, well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing: you got you got the, probably the best receiver in this whole draft isn't even listed among the top five receivers in this draft because he played for an FCS school. Right, I agree, like guy, but
1: are they really going to pick that guy at 19?
6: Uh, well, if they're smart and they need a receiver and all the other ones are gone, I would I would pick him at 19. i was just saying that that you pick the player. You, what is the saying? Best player available. I don't care what, it, it, it doesn't matter what these so called goofy experts say. When you look at 50 different mock drafts by 50 different people, you're going to see it done 50 different ways. I've seen everything from the Saints taking two quarterbacks with their first two picks to trading both picks plus the number one next year to Washington plus there are they're, they're two next year for a quarterback in this draft. They're not going to do that. That's wishful thinking by a fan of another team who's put that crap out there on the, on the airwaves <clears throat> and they, somehow they have some kind of credibility with somebody. But the fact is, they're insane. They have, they, they're, they're, they're completely locked up in la-la land. That's not going to happen. I wouldn't doubt. I'll tell you now. I don't, it's a possibility that both Charles Cross and Trevor Penning will both be there when the Saints try to pick at number 16. And if I were the Saints, I'll tell you just to say it like this. If I were the Saints and Charles Cross fell to me at 16, <coughs> take him. And if Trevor Penning is there at 19, I would take him and have two tackles that have two outstanding offensive linemen out of this draft. You know why they say this draft isn't any good? Because the people who are the best players in this draft are offensive and defensive linemen. No,
1: I agree. I don't think and, this draft is not good. I just think it's not top heavy.
6: Yeah. Kerry and Winfrey is one of the best players in this draft. Nobody's even talking about him. Defensive tackle from Oklahoma, the wide receiver from South Dakota. Uh, is it South Dakota or North Dakota? State? North Dakota Which State. No,
1: I agree. Huh? I'm just saying you're not okay. going to pick those people in the top fifteen. But call back tomorrow. Wait. I want to. I want to get your actual picks tomorrow. But we got to take a break. Uh, all right. All right. Well, it, it'll work out. All right. I hope you're right. You'll see. Trust take me. I hope you're right. Yes. No, I, I, I'm not. I think this is a going to be. I think this might be the deepest draft in the history of the NFL. But that doesn't mean it's top heavy. It's just, again, we're talking about the game of the draft versus who's going to help your team. It's not always the same. I mean, Michael Thomas was a second round pick. Marquise Colston was a seventh round pick. We, we, we understand that. Just hope they don't. I hope you're right. I hope, I hope he's right. I hope Gerald's right. I think they're right. I'm convinced they're right, but it's just not adding up. Take a timeout, come back, talk more to you about this on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: To footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game one zero three seven Lafayette one zero four one Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, if you would like to win a fifty dollars gift certificate to recharge Seafood Patio in Abbeville, where you could get all kind of the best of ball crawfish, ball shrimp, ball crabs, grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, pull boys, and yes, a seafood buffet. Sign up for the game clubhouse. At 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today, you might win a $50 gift certificate to Recharge Seafood Patio. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in and provide therapy or tell me you think the – my my math is wrong and, and and here's the actual breakdown i've got one linebacker one defensive lineman three edge players four offensive tackles four wide receivers one safety one defensive tackle and three cornerbacks and again i don't really believe that third cornerback i really believe there are 17 players that I, if the Saints picked any of those seventeen, I would say, well, they're they're not reaching. Now, I don't. Th- the problem with that is, I don't think the Saints need an edge rusher, and I don't think the Saints need a cornerback. So, if they pick either one of those, then it really wouldn't fit what our plan or what our perception that the plan should be for the Saints. Uh, and so uh, I'm hoping that kind of like what the last caller was saying and kind of like what Gerald was saying, that there are going to be someone that's going to like, you know, I, I, I really – I'm just kind of convinced that somebody is going to fall in love with Jordan, Jordan Davis. I, I, I think that that's going to happen. Someone's going to – and so I think I expect him to be gone because he's so tempting. I mean, again, you're talking about a guy who um, can move at like 340 pounds at defensive tackle. So, I, I, our nose guard, depending on how you you run your 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 scheme, so I I kind of see someone being um, wanting, you know, reaching up for him. I don't know who else other people might reach up for, you know. To Ralph's point at the top of the first hour, Traylon Burks is the, is the wild card from the wide receiver position to me on this. Like, Menard was worried, uh, brought up uh, Christian um, Watson. And he is a wild card. It would not surprise me at all if he's picking if he's picked somewhere in the late 20s by one of these teams. Again, this guy's 6'4", 208 pounds. And I know we look down on North Dakota State, but look, they, it's not like they play. We're not talking about Bloomsburg here. Well, you know, North Dakota State is a, is, is a really good program. So it's not like you're talking about nothing. Um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Christian Watson turns out to be the best receiver in this whole draft. I'm not saying that he can't be. But I think Burks is the one, like, what the Saints think of Burks could really end. Because I think Burks will be there. but um, But we don't know what the Saints think of him. And again, it's possible the Saints have Watson ranked ahead of Burks. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm sure a lot of teams do. So that's kind of the wild card in this, but man, I just when I when when you do it the way that I looked at it today, the numbers are scary. What what will they do at nineteen if there's no one that they have left ranked that highly? Other than positions that they don't need. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
8: Did you rank morning foot? Ah, How are you? You know I couldn't help i I thought I heard early in the first hour somebody mentioned Yankees.
1: oh, I think very much in passing,
8: you know i I Swan, I think it was probably the Marlin fan or you. I heard somebody mention the Yankees boy talk about what well, we hitting that ball now we're hitting that ball for
1: you know, I, I've had Rizzo on my fantasy team three years, like at least, I think either two or three times in the past, and I was surprised at how many people were down on him this off season from a fantasy perspective. Because I still, I've always thought he was a pretty good hitter.
8: But you, but you didn't pick him this year. huh?
1: No, I didn't get him. I, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't get him.
8: And I had told y'all the people that are gonna pick Yankee fans have a better chance of. I mean, picking Yankee players have a better chance of winning. And I'm pretty sure you have zero, huh, on your roster.
1: Uh, I don't think I have any Yankees, no.
8: Oh, no, I'm pretty sure you don't. And now you normally pick Rio, but now since you're a Yankee, you don't want to pick him.
1: Oh, no, I, I would have been open to picking him. It just didn't happen. Mm. You see, I know
8: it's not the draft that's barging, you know, for it. it's not the draft. And about us about getting a quarterback. I think it's because the Yankees winning. I no,
1: think that's what's bothering Yanke- you. <laughs> I-, I don't even <laughs> look at the standings until June the 1st. Then I'll start worried about all that.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to jinx my team June the 1st. You know we. You know I was down on us earlier because we wasn't hitting the ball. Things was going wrong. I'm just like you say, take the wins and enjoy them while you while you got them. So you know who knows what's going. Oh, on? no, enjoy the wins. Early.
1: But not, none of this playing bad, playing good, none of that stuff matters till May to fir- till June the first.
8: I just got to take and enjoy the glory yep. days because I don't enjoy know we're the going, wins. I'm going to make the playoffs. But it's just. When we make the playoffs, what's gonna happen
1: then? Yeah, well, we don't know that. We'll see. It's way too but early we, to even but be but thinking about any we, of that stuff.
8: We number two in our um in our division. That means nothing. I want you to know that, but but it and means foot, nothing. Last but not least, stop worrying about just quarterbacks. thing. we ain't getting no quarterbacks. Foot.
1: Well, I hope you're right.
8: You weren't you about nothing. You oh, weren't about nothing. I hope so. You blood pressure go up, foot. I hope so. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. Have a good one.
1: All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 Mr. Foot. Yes, sir.
9: Le Grand Fromage
1: here. Hey, Le Grand Fromage. How have you been, sir?
9: I've been very well. Uh, I've been working a lot, but that's uh, not a complaint. It's just uh, it's what it is. Uh, we're, we're working. A been gone a lot. Haven't been able to listen uh, a whole lot.
1: Well, can you help me out here, or you, do you have the same concerns I have, or are you like uh, these other ones are telling me I'm worried about nothing?
9: I think you're worried about nothing, Kevin. I mean, it's uh, if somebody's going to get drafted uh, outside of your top 20. That's that's not expected. I, I wouldn't worry about that too much.
1: So, what's your also, gut feeling? I, think,
9: I don't think the Saints would have traded two first-round picks unless they thought there'd be enough players in their so-called cloud, as they call it, to 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 make that trade ahead of time. I I, I don't know. There's too many. I think uh, too many needs. I mean, they need they need to tackle wide receiver and a safety. I don't I don't think they could be trading up. That's just my
1: opinion no, I agree with you at all. what you're saying is what most of us are thinking now i i don't think um I don't think a, a safety i don't think there's gonna be a safety word taken at sixteen or nineteen just yet, but I could see them picking one in the in the in the in the second round, yeah
9: yeah that like, uh I get the guy's name. Uh, have, I'm not up on all of this, as I, as I usually am. Hey, uh, who's who's the guy that you're calling Bobby Scott? Uh, my older brother asked me about that. And I told him I didn't know. Is that, is that the Kenny Pickett Kenny
1: guy? Pickett, yeah, Kenny Pickett. And again, if you tell me the Saints had to have a quarterback, that's the one I'd probably take. But, uh, but Jules called him Bobby Scott, and I thought that was just awesome, and so I had to run with it. That's just hilarious to me. <laughs> Do
9: you know the reasoning behind it?
1: Well, you know, he he's just saying it's silly to pick a quarterback because they're not none of them are any good. Oh, well,
9: I guess it depends on situation
1: too. Isn't Bobby Scott just the funniest name ever?
9: Well, I mean, when when we were kids, uh, I guess we were I was like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, something like that when he was playing, and we didn't call him Bobby Scott; we called him Scotty Pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know why Bobby Scott always makes me laugh every time I think about it.
9: Yeah,
1: he's got two first names. <laughs> All right. what's well, right, it's great. It's great you. talking to you again, Legrand Fromage. All right. Take I'll care. All right. Uh, no. Those of you, I mean Le Grand Fromage has been calling me since the since day one, basically. And um, we've had many good conversations saints conversations over the years. He's so he sounds so calm. Everybody's so calm. Do they not understand how big and important this draft is? They're just all so calm.
2: Because it is an important draft, but I don't think it's as important to anybody else that's going to call us, than it is to you. Oh, man, I don't know. No one's as overworked and stressed as you are about this draft.
1: I really think there's only 17.
2: No, now we're at 17? No, we yeah. I.
1: 18? Well, the good thing is I really, you know, again, so many people, have McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, going to Baltimore right in that area. Mm-hmm. Area, So I'm counting him, but I really don't think he's a top 20 player. I don't think he is. Gerald agreed with me. He's not.
2: I just need it to be midnight tomorrow night. That's all I need. At least no. the first day is over. The first day is over. Well, the again, it doesn't do any day. good
1: to get to midnight if we pick a quarterback or we pick, you know, something else that I don't really want.
2: Well, then you'll be as stressed. Now you'll just be upset.
1: So you're saying it's the anticipation that's the worst part. Yes. And it is. Oh, man. it's
2: it the Anticipation is. is terrible.
1: Maybe we can blame all this on Carly Simon. Sure. Can we just do that? Uh-huh. Blame her?
2: Yeah, we can do that. She won't know.
1: She was good friends with Jackie Robinson. A lot of people don't know that. Really? Carly Simon. I, know, I, know, I never understood how that happened, but it <laughs> did. Oh, anything to get my mind off of this tomorrow night. The next thing to do it is to talk Cajun softball. So we'll take a timeout. When we come back, believe me, UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow does not worry about who the Saints are about to pick. He's not worried about 17, 18, Bobby Scott, none of that. He's worried about, um, you know, getting his softball team heading in the right right direction, which it is. We'll shift gears a little bit, talk Cajun softball with Jerry Glasgow next on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Why doesn't Kevin Foot talk more basketball? Oh! Because it's in the
1: best interest for his health. Not to discuss basketball. I had to give up basketball to save my life. I cannot take basketball. It's way too subjective. More footnotes
0: coming up on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back. To footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game, one oh three seven live at one oh four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We have with us UL Head Softball Coach Jerry Glasgow. How are you, sir?
7: Doing good. Getting ready for the for the night.
1: Well, I know that you do a lot more traveling than me, but I know when I make a long trip, it normally hits me like two or three days after I get back. How are you hanging in there after that lengthy trip?
5: You no, know, I thought we had a great day of practice yesterday. The kids were really in a good mood, there was a lot of energy. Uh, Rain ne- O'Neill was able to practice for the first time in weeks. Uh, Jordan Campbell was out on the field hitting, uh, which we wasn't expecting. Um, So that created a lot of excitement and energy for our program and team to see those two kids back out there with us uh, yesterday. Uh, And I, I felt really good about the mental state of where we're at going into tonight.
1: I, I don't know, you know, we, we talk so much about leadership over the years and all these levels in sports, and, and, and Raina's one of the prime examples of that. So I don't know, how how do, how do you maybe try to put into words how important her leadership could be from here on out if she's able to get back on the field and be Raina O'Neill again?
5: Yeah, I mean, when you, you know, you spend that, Nine game stretch on the road. She well, she was at South House so for the last six games. She wasn't with us. She she made the trip over to South Out, but then she stayed home to to put an emphasis on her recovery with a physical therapist. And and there's just so many more. Our training room is so exceptional here. You know, she made that decision to stay in over spring break, thought she could get further down the road on her recovery, and so we didn't have her on that trip. And you really notice when she's not in the dugout because she's such a good uh, dugout leader during the games, even when she's not playing. And when she's out on the field, her tremendous physical talent and ability to play the game adds a whole other dimension to our ball club, obviously. But regardless, whether she's playing or in a dugout, she's a great leader and we just need her energy. and, And it's fun to, you know, just to see her excitement to get back out there now. What we, you know, she was able to hit yesterday on front toss. She was able to take fly balls. She's able to throw a little bit. <clears throat> still, we're still a work in progress, and it's just going to be a matter like uh, how much can she accomplish and where can she get to over the next two weeks. And you know, we're we're excited to see, you know, what we can do with her. And uh, she's coming in today to hit at, at, at noon. We're going to do a, a special hitting with just her, and just kind of get a feel for increase the velocity a little bit and see where how it feels on her on her hand and her body and day to day but it's exciting to think about the possibility we can get her back here and then to have her in uniform on at least we're going to be able to at least get her out on the field on senior day which is a huge that's going to be a huge moment for our team and program and the fans
1: All right, so you've got a situation we've been talking about for quite some time now where you literally have three options every game to pitch. How complicated is it, for instance, like you're playing a Houston team tonight that you probably don't know a great deal about? Y'all did play them last year, but uh, what goes into trying to decide, especially in this matchup, which pitcher would match up better with this Houston lineup?
5: Yeah, it's just a matter of looking like Houston's got a lot of power. They also have the short game. And you you look at, you know, if, if it's a real heavy uh, bunt-slap-oriented team, you take into account, you know, is really good with a rise ball and getting it up, that's really hard for a bunt or to handle. But then on the other side of it, you've got um, Megan and, and Sam Landry are, are elite-level fielders at their defensive defensively from the pitching circle. So that kind of leans a little bit that way. You got stuff like that. You look at you know if you're a home run hitting team, you know, and you're throwing do you want to throw the rise ball? You look at the wind. Is the wind gonna be blowing out tonight? Is it gonna be blowing in? Anytime that wind's blowing in, you know, you feel like with a rise ball pitcher that's that's a that's a lucky day. Uh, to keep that ball in the air, I think three out of four outs something like three out of four, 75% of the time. candors are getting outs, which are fly balls, which is really nice. Pop-ups are probably the easiest defensive play to make. Um, but then if, if the wind's blowing out, that could be a, a factor that you'd make. And do they strike out a lot? I mean, and all of our pitchers at this point are really getting a lot of strikeouts. So that's one thing we're doing really well. Um, but, you know, Coach Justin, just look at their matchup. He'll look at their swings pick out, you know, pick out their swing planes and then make a gut feeling or a mental guess at what he's seen on film, and then that, we'll start that way. But you know what the best part about these the, right now, the the three pitchers, all of them are excellent coming out of bullpen and relief. And, you know, for a long time we thought, well, Megan Shorman is she just better coming out of relief than she is starting. And, and now we were getting good starts out of her. Uh, she gives her an excellent start at uh, St. Louis and gives us an excellent start at App. You know, so we, we've added that component. Kendra Lamb's been consistently solid, whether she's starting or coming in relief. And here at late, you notice Landry's been really good when you bring her in relief and in big moments. You know, Illinois bases loaded, nobody out, and she got out of that. Uh, those, those are – and she was great in relief at App State in game three so you know i feel like the pitching staff is really coming on and solidifying itself and the one thing we we got to work at that just that first inning part and get that first inning uh come out come out of the bullpen and not give up a run the first inning i think we had four straight conference games at south Al and at state give up front first inning and that's we that's the trend we're going to want to emphasize stretch
1: i know you know you're kind of like coach Deggs. you like to play games and and, and give yourselves a chance to to answer questions and help RPI and all that are you at the point where though after this long trip especially is behind you with with, with really good success where midweek games are still as important or could you do with a few weeks with no midweek games from here on out where are you in that point this season?
5: Well, we've only got two weeks left. You know, we got two weekends, and I think right now we just have to take care of business. I mean, it's a big game tonight. Houston's a much better ball club now than they were in February. They've improved a lot. They're coming off a win over a top 20 Central Florida. You know, a team that a lot of people are saying will host a regional. So, it's not going to be an easy game tonight. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, we need to take care of business. And then, Down the stretch, we've had upset losses or losses in series to Georgia State, Georgia Southern, App State, where we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't lose. Uh, We should sweep those. And that's, you know, I want to get back to where we're sweeping series. And that'll be a point of emphasis this next two weekends is we need a sweep at ULM. We need a sweep at Coastal Carolina this weekend on our field. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know. Everybody wants to sweep, but do we? You know, there's not a lot of things you can do, but little things like mentally being prepared, locked in when the game starts in the first inning. Uh, that that definitely is going to be a point of emphasis. And then just being sure we don't take anything for granted. We know who's pitching that day, or if we don't know who's pitching, we prepare for all two pitchers or all three pitchers that are options. Uh, just not overlooking any little things. Uh, these last two weekends, and I feel like going into that conference tournament. If we can take care of business here down the stretch, we we got all we need.
1: Because of injury and and, and some uncertainty with injuries, the lineup when it looked like it was finally kind of set might have some uh, some some still uh, maneuverability that that's required from here on out. Eric Quiñones as you know, when you decided to move. Jordan off a third for a little while, came in and hit better. And it's, and she's probably like most hitters. If you give her some at-bats, she's going to hit better. So even if she doesn't start, is it going to be important, in case you need her down the road, to get her as many at-bats as possible so she can give you maybe a little more offensively when, you, it, when and if you have to call upon her from here to the end?
5: Yeah, it's important, I think, to get everybody at-bats. I mean, there's nobody – if you look at our program right now, yeah, uh, you know, I think the lowest batting average is 286, and that's Ari. Uh, where we all, I feel like my good job as a hitting coach is have every single player ready to hit. If they need to play today. They should be able to go in and be a 300 plus hitter, um, and that's our goal. Like every single player should be prepared. Every single player should be mentally ready, physically ready, and capable. And and to to really do that, like you have to get them at bats. So like uh, right now. When Jordan Campbell goes out, it would give me an opportunity to get Lanny Crater, who's an outstanding hitter, back in, you know, back in the game, get her a few more at bats, and that's going to help her. I want to get her at least at least five at bats this weekend, um, so that we, if Jordan Campbell's back, if if Rain O'Neill gets back, and I need her to come in as a pinch hitter in a conference tournament, she's ready for that role. If they aren't back, you know, she may have to. She may end up even being d D-8 spot, so we've got to, you know, we've got to look at, you know, how do we get as many kids as we can uh, at peak performance level with the with the games that we have seven games left, and it gets a little more complicated if we try to work Reina back in. Obviously, she's got to have at bats pretty quick, and we can give her some of that in practice, but she needs game at bats too, where she feels that same. You know things that are only duplicated in the in the game mentally, um, so it makes it a little complicated. But yeah, Ari is definitely an emphasis, and she's going to have to play for us down the stretch. In any formula. she's going to be involved some way. She's proven to be a really valuable player for us off off of uh, the bench when we've had injuries, and anytime we put her in that starting lineup, I feel like she's just increased her level and her ability to produce you know produce runs and get on base for us as the season has went on.
1: All right. Well, it seems like it's been a while since y'all been at home. You were in that tonight when the Cajuns play Houston tonight at 6 o'clock. Well, we look forward to seeing y'all play again, Coach, and I'm glad everything went well on the trip, and we'll we'll, we'll see you tonight. We appreciate your time. All right.
5: Thank you, Karen.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow, got to win all six. If South Alabama wins out, got to win all six uh, from what he, you know, from, as to, to his point, so – That will start this weekend at home against Coastal. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show next on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
0: Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. The cheaters. Cheaters. The famed hated rival that beat the New Orleans Saints and others so many times in the 80s and 90s by cheating. Also known as the San Francisco 49ers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foote on the Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I want to remind you, if you would like to win a hundred fifty dollar gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, simply need to become a member of the Game Clubhouse by going to 1037 TheGame.com or 1041 TheGame.com. So go sign up today. All right, folks. Just got a few minutes left in this program. When we show up tomorrow, the number will be zero. Zero. Hopefully there's a zero percent chance the Saints will take a quarterback like so many of the callers today um, tried to assure me of. But, again, it, it goes beyond that. I, I I don't know who the Saints, ha- how they have their wide receivers ranked, and I hope if they need a receiver that – one of them that they have ranked in the top 20 is there and they can pick them and if they need a tackle which they need um that one of them is there that they have ranked in the top 20 i, I I'm pretty convinced that either the either all the tackles that they have ranked in the top 20 or graded in the top 20 are going to be gone or all the receivers are going to be gone and I think the reason why I'm fretting even more today is I'm after looking at these numbers, Positionally, like I did it, I think there's a very good chance both of them will be gone, and then at that point, um, I guess you have to hope. To one of the callers points earlier, that whether it's Burke or Watson, or you know, I, I you know, I I'd be surprised if Pickens or Dotson or any of these guys they have ranked that highly, but I guess you never really know. I I don't really want another Dotson. He's like Mighty Mouse, but um, Watson I would certainly uh, be intrigued with. Some people would say, eh, it's a little bit of a reach, but right now I'm more worried about filling needs on teams and on this roster than I am the, the draft game. So tomorrow is the day we've been waiting for for so long. <sighs> Hopefully it's a good one. Appreciate all the phone calls. Appreciate Gerald and Coach Glasgow coming on. Y'all have a nice day.